have trust issues, bro. I was looking at batteries. Fuck it. Looking at the batteries. We're just gonna roll through the title sequence with. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? <laughs> Jimmy, tell us what's on your mind. No. <laughs> I'm going out of order. I'm sorry. We're going to go out of order. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Magic City Podcast. We're just a mess right now. I'm here with with uh, Jimmy and Paul. This is myself, George. Let's get this thing started. Look, man, the market's completely out of whack, so we're out of whack. So this is uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. Hour 12 of podcast recording. This is what happens. <laughs> yep. We gotta we, we gotta talk about this comic book market because there's some interesting goings on happening in it at the moment. Are there? Is this, is this a great correction? Is it a pump? Well, there's something going on right now for sure. Like what's going on? What's, what's going pumped? on? This market? So the only thing that's getting pumped is the James Gunn effect, Booster Gold One, and the Authority. And Books the Authority. And, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You've got new movies that were announced. Everyone's hyped about DC's new direction with James Gunn, so it, it makes sense that those books start. Popping up because people start, you know, trying to grab everything they can. Huh? And I know people hate when we say this. Don't buy into the FOMO, guys. Oh, I think FOMO, I think it's too late. People hit the FOMO already. Booster Gold was a book that was available everywhere all the time. It's a modern age book. It does not warrant $500, which is what it's getting right now. A 9.8. Yeah. Before a 9.8 for lower tier characters, we're always around $200. You know, it is a 9.8. So that warrants something mm-hmm. in itself, but it didn't warrant much more than that. Dude, I saw Booster Gold. I mean, mind you, Booster Gold for the last nine years has had some type of show, some type of movie, something happening with him. It just never came to fruition. But I would see that book for 150 bucks in a 9-8. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, James Gunn said it, it's official, and boom, it goes to 500 bucks. The authority, nobody knew who the hell the authority was except this guy. Yeah. But nobody knew who the authority was. I'm and, this guy. Yeah. And already... Uh, all the Stormwatch first appearances from of the, the, the Authority and the Authority one are selling for five hundred bucks. And everybody's like, "I always loved Midnighter and yeah. Apollo." Yeah, all those books. Again, go buy a collection, and I'm sure you'll find some type of Stormwatch and some type of Authority book in those. It's and in between all the Spawn ones and the X Men ones from Jim Lee's. Yeah, probably not that many. It it's a great read, but it's one of those that because there was never any show or anything, people just didn't care. Suddenly there's a movie and boom, everybody everybody wants a piece of it. Even Swamp Thing. I looked at a Swamp Thing the other day on 8-0. The last set when it, on January 31st when James Gunn announced it, one sold for $4,400. Which is high. Which is high. Yeah. Which is high. I mean, again, that's that one book that kind of, you know, at one point that book, we said it a couple of times, that, that book was outselling Hulk 181 because it's one of the top Bronze Age books. Mm-hmm. But the average price before the January 31st sale was in the... 3,000 range, 3,200, 3,300. All of a sudden, it took a $1,000 jump. So it took a twenty, a 33% price jump. Right. That's what we can say, at minimum, an effect will have of a casting, of a announcement, or anything to affect. It happens. And mind you, you know, we got to see the next sale and the next sale after that to see if it's in that same average, you know, in that $4,400 range. Because the next sale could be, you know, three grand again. That might have been the hype. The hype buy that somebody did. And these are only the recorded sales based off eBay. Right. Let alone, we don't know what's happening on live streams, on IG uh, consignment posts. Exactly. Or anything. You know what would be cool? If we hold on to those two, nah, those three books, Booster Gold, Swamp Thing, and Authority. Keep an eye on them and see like what they go for like next year, like before the movies come out or if the movies get delayed. Yeah. It happened with Blade. Yeah. When they announced Blade, uh, Two Dragon Dragon Issue 10, it's, it, it went up. It jumped. And then suddenly, 
oh, we have to push it back. It starts, it goes back down to where it should be. Same thing with X-Men. Same thing with X-Men. It was high for a long time. And when they saw that Marvel picked up, you know, Fox, they skyrocketed. And then it's been forever. Then they mention it. Hey, you're not going to see X-Men for a while. I mean, a multiverse of Magnus was like a little treat. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with like the next men film. Well, we've had three treats. Every time they mention mutant, we hear the X Men animated series. On. They're just like little things, but they're like there's no there's no plans. We know they're not in the next in this current phase. I think that's what that's what hurt the value of the book was when people realized that they were doing Fantastic Four first than X Men. Yeah, they were concentrating more on Fantastic Four than X Men. That X Men one just took a dive. Which is great if you're a buyer. Yeah, which is great if you're a buyer. Yeah. Sucks if you're a seller. Yeah. You know, you bought these books at a high price, but even look at the long term effects. Thor has come down yeah. a lot. Could it be because the last movie was horrible, which really the movie should have no effect on the intrinsic value of the books because it's still <sighs> Thor. He's still one of the top tier heroes, but he's not like in everyone's mouth anymore. Exactly. People say, Thor, Thor, Thor. That's it. Even Iron Man has been coming down mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Look at Thanos after he died in the last movie. Like that's it. The book crashed. Oh, don't invest in villains. Do not invest in the villains because nine times out of ten, the villain dies. Yeah. And I say there goes the value of the book. Same thing's gonna happen with Kang. Kang books have gone through the roof. Once that dude dies and it passes on to the next villain, that value of that book is gonna torpedo. Well, technically, we'll probably see him die multiple times. <laughs> That's true. Well, we saw him die already. <laughs> yeah. But you won't see, you won't be part of the long, long term effect of phase seven and eight. It's kind of sad that that happens. Like, of what course. does the him in the movie have anything to do with the comic? Like Nothing. it shouldn't affect the value. I don't think the King book is worth the prices it's getting right now. Right now, no. It's not. No, not at all. I think we can all agree with that. No, the only reason why he shot up was because of the movies. And again, that goes to what's been happening for the last 10 years. Why are movie appearances driving the prices of these books? Here's a question for you. Is the threat of nuclear war with Russia, does that warrant the garbage pill atomic Larry card to go through the roof? (laughs) Is that driving the price of that? For those that don't know, Garbage Pail Kid cards are a take on the Cabbage Patch Kids. Big, big in the 80s. They're always like um, parodies or satire of different things. So Adam Bomb is the most warranted and most highly valued Garbage Pail Kids, but it has skyrocketed over the past two months. The Adam Bomb or is it Atomic Larry? It's the one where the kid and his head is blowing up and it looks like a nuclear explosion. Right. So that's the card that we're talking about. But let's call it Atomic Larry. I know him as Adam, A-D-A-M, Bomb. Yeah. Adam Bomb. Okay. So, but yeah, is that driving, is, is is Russia's nuclear threats driving the price of that car? Because that car's going through the roof right I now. I mean, it's driving the price of eggs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with that car if we have a nuclear fight? What are you going to do with all these books? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Look, I don't know. It's, 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 again, one of those things where we see it time and time again. Announcements are made. Books go through the roof. People get FOMO. People start going crazy for these books. And then the, the, the problem right now that I see is that people buy high. Not only in the comic book industry, in the watch world, in the sneaker world, in the house world, everywhere. You bought high. Now you're trying to mitigate those losses. You're trying to get at least what you paid for it, which you're not going to get. So you have to take a haircut on, on some of those things. And you're trying to just mitigate that price from what you paid to what you're going to get for it. All these collectibles that we're seeing now, it's a long road before they get to those prices that we saw at the peak. And if you bought at the peak, buckle up. Sorry, man. I mean, either keep it in the PC, just keep it there until it goes up again if you can. Or if not, you know, you're going to get a haircut on it. 
you're gonna take a loss. You're gonna take a loss. You you're gonna mitigate that loss as best as possible. Yeah, at the very least, don't sell out of fear. Only sell if you have to sell it it's because you really you have to. Like you have no choice. You need the money. If you don't need the money, don't panic. Just hold on to it. But how many people? And talk about dealers. Like how many dealers went out there and bought all this stock? How many people went and dropped? You know, we might have dropped. I I, I overpaid for a book. Yeah. First up, here's a doc after. I paid four hundred bucks <laughs> for it. It's worth like two hundred now. I, I I'm taking I, a hit on that. I lost my ass on Detective Comics three fifty nine. I'm uh, taking a hit on that, girl. but that's probably the only book that I'm taking a loss on. There's people out there that but that dropped you know fifty grand, hundred grand on inventory. That, yeah, but that one that one you'll you'll get back eventually. Yeah, he will. And so will Afro. Yeah. I would have come up. But, but when you when you dropped hundred grand on inventory, now you have fifty grand worth of inventory that you paid hundred for. What do you do? You can't. And but, you have the cost a, oh, of setting up in the cons continuously. And if you're yeah. not selling those books. You're just constantly falling back more in the red. But my whole thing is, if you're a dealer and you were buying him high, that's your fault. Damn, George, that's a little savage of you. Well, I mean, it's it's a business. I'm not talking about the collective. If you're a dealer, like legit dealer, and it it probably happened to dealers that became dealers in the last like few years, where like they didn't understand the highs and lows. Those are probably the people that and they might be losing their asses because they bought inventory that was on the way up, yeah. right before the crash. And I'm sure the ones that have been there a while might have seen it coming. They understood these highs can't last forever. Correct. Because, I mean, if you're buying a book that now is going for $10,000, and let's say you spent $8,000 on it. I mean, how much are you are you expecting to to sell that for? What are what kind of what kind of percentage are you looking for? Can it possibly keep going up to make right. that money back? If you were smart, you were into that quick flip game. Buy it today, sell tomorrow. You yeah. would buy it for eight today, set it for ten tomorrow, and they say you're in and out of it. You made a little bit of money, and you're out. You don't have but to. You, you don't always to say it. this. Greed took over. Oh, greed took. Yeah, I greed bought it for eight. It's going for ten. No, but in a month it'll go for fifteen. Bro, get your twenty five percent return of investment. Get your two grand and be done, and buy on something else. And but greed took over. But also too, people don't people people don't seem, don't seem to understand the 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 concept of volume. Mm-hmm. Sell volume. It, you know, make a smaller margin, but sell volume. You you want to hold that one book to make, you know, an extra, you want to double up on that book. How long are you going to hold that one book for? So now you got eight grand invested. You're holding on to now. You got to float that over to what a month, two, three, four months. If it gets up to that, the value that you want, you can sell that book three times and make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. But people get greedy. And I always love this story. George, can you say your story about the X Men one that <laughs> you know exactly the one I'm talking about? Oh, that con we were at, and we I, I saw that it was a four or five, right? It was a it was four a, five. CGC four point five. I'm looking at it. The guy's like, "Hey, what do you think this book's graded at?" And I look at him. I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "What do you think this book is graded at?" I go, well, four or five. He's like, "No, man, but forget about what's on the label." And then he get there's a paper behind it, and he pulls it out. Okay, here, look at it. What do you think it is? And I look at the. I'm like, "What do you want me to do?" I flip it around. I go, "It's a four or five. He's like, "That's at least a six, man." I go. Bro, CGC said it's a four five. How can you sit there and try to tell me it's a six? Not only that, try and to sell it to a yeah. six price. Point. He's asking for a a, a CGC six point uh, price for X Men one when it's a four five. I go, dude, you want it as a six zero? Send it back and see if they give it to you. But don't try to talk people into spending more money on on a book because you think it's not graded correctly. I witnessed that conversation. I was there. <laughs> it when was that fantastic. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Booth and both of you came back. Bro, you'll never believe what this guy just did. <laughs> I was just a bystander. I was just witnessing this. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, this guy's nuts. I'm like, wow. Like, you... Sad part is, dude, that somebody might bite. Someone man. might. Might. Because he was adamant and he kept like, what do you think? And I'm like, flipping it over. I'm like, how many times does he want me to flip this book? 
It doesn't matter what I think. CGC graded yeah. at 4.5. At that point, crack it. Exactly. And sell it raw at a potential grade of 5, five to 6.5, yeah. but then you're doing shady stuff. Yeah. And like our friend John always says, I ain't going to hell for a comic book. Are you doing shady stuff? I even <laughs> trying to sell it at six old price for a four or five. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, I just love that story. I would love to see if we if, did. Oh, did you guys? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. I wonder yeah. why. We know <laughs> <laughs> all the craziness, and I think the economy, the crash in crypto, it all played a factor into all these people that started investing mm-hmm. quick That's and right. not understanding the hobby. Because I think what a lot of people did is they made so much money on crypto, and they're like. Oh, I have to invest in something. I have to get it out of crypto. Props to them for getting it out of crypto. Yeah. Which is funny because you take you, know, you, you take X amount of money in crypto and you bought a book. You bought, you bought an AF-15 high. It's still an AF-15. Yeah. It's still an AF-15. You probably invested peanuts into crypto to what got you to that money that you had in crypto. So even if you take a dive on the AF-15, even if the value is a little bit lower, you know, 10, 15% lower, mm-hmm. you're still making money. Yeah. You still have money vested in there. It's still worth something. That, it's still worth more than you paid. Mm-hmm. Plus, that book is old enough and big enough that that it'll <sighs> reach that value again of whatever, and it might surpass it of whatever you bought it. Hundred percent. Crypto. If you made money in crypto and you bought an AF fifteen, a Detective twenty seven, or an Action one, you made a hell of an investment. Yes, yeah, yeah. you did good. Like those would be the only three books I would say. Like, hey, you know what? Or even a Marvel one. Yeah, Marvel Comics one or they, Captain they America might one. take a ten or fifteen percent dip because of the the craziness. But it's gonna make that. But long term, yeah, long term, it'll make it back. Those are those are scarce books. Wait, but if you bought a Spawn, you know, newsstand number one signed by Todd McFarlane. Ooh, yeah, you know. Now you might have, you know, decision may not have been that great. Listen, man, to me, one of the biggest scams is getting people to pay more for newsstand books. (laughs) Yeah, I completely, one hundred percent, wholeheartedly agree with you. (laughs) I one hundred percent agree with you. I that gets me so upset. To me, too. Like, and that's just personal opinion, guys. Whatever you want to spend on your collection, whatever you think is worth it, fine, worth it. If you love newsstands, go for it. If you love direct, it's the same goddamn book. It's just a different little thing on the side. It's a barcode. And it was a different distribution system. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. They're saying, don't, I, when, the, when they started using, oh, the variant, that, man, that got me hot. Because that didn't exist until, what, like 10 years ago? And, and CGC, CGC is actually labeling it now, newsstand like recently, like to that, be able to do it. To me, that was never. To me, the the UPC is the ugliest thing on a comic book ever, and people got hot on the mic. No, when they, when they started going direct, to me, it was great because now you had like a piece of art there. Yeah, like the fact that people pay sometimes double what the regular direct edition is for a newsstand to me is it boggles my mind. Do whatever you want, man, but props to whoever figured out to get someone to pay double the price of the of the same book at the time where newsstands were so predominantly the only thing in the market. Mm-hmm. Because local comic shops, what, started in the late 70s, yeah. early 80s? Yeah, so... Everything before that was just solely newsstands. Remember, there's there's two versions of it. There's sometimes the newsstand is worth more, sometimes the direct is worth more, depending on the time period that where those books were distributed. So the, way, the reason for that, just a little lesson for everybody, the reason they created the direct is because they would give the discount to the local comic shops at the beginning. Yes. As opposed to newsstands, they had the ability to return. Right. right. So that's... That's where that differentiation came in. It was a greed play mm-hmm. because they didn't want so many troves of a new business returning books that didn't sell. Right. But I mean, hot minute. I think the three of us all agree. There's no reason to pay more. I wouldn't pay more. 
Absolutely. If I find it in a collection, great. But for me to actively go out there and try to buy like a Secret Wars A newsstand, no man, I'll get the regular direct. Yeah. Ain't worth the it ain't worth an extra three, four hundred dollars that they're asking for because that book in newsstand goes for over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Case in point, one of my favorite ones to compare. The 911 issue for, for Spider Man, the black cover. Amazing Which 36. One, I'm sorry? The 911 tribute issue. Oh, the 911, yes. The black. Beautiful. People will pay more for the newsstand version that has a freaking UPC messing up that beautiful black cover. And they'll pay more for it. Why? I have no idea. That that UPC messes up the front of that cover. Yeah. I and mean, people will pay more for it. We're all about collect what you love, collect yeah. what you like. If you like newsstand, hey, props to you, not our cup of tea. But. I think that plays into a factor of the current market watch with people commanding these higher price points for books and they might have paid more leading into it than two, three years ago. And another thing that I've noticed is my IG feed was flooded with live sales. Live sales have taken a hit. Yeah, there's a lot less of them now. There's a lot less of them now. There's a lot less of whatnot as well. I have noticed that, like looking at the app, I'm like, damn, you know, there's less. But you know what there's a lot more of? I know you're going to say it. What? Carney games? Carney games. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more Carney games out there now. Yeah. And now, what's the latest one? Reverse auctions? I wanted to ask you. I saw you send me that. What is a reverse auction? I've heard of Dude, it There's before. a bunch of people doing reverse auctions. Do, do they start at the high price? Yeah. Comes down? Okay. You start, yeah, you work your way down. Work your way down. So yeah. you're hoping that someone hits on the, on the, on the higher one. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But again, it's, a, it's file it under Carney games, man. But how does it work though? Is is there a time limit to stop? Because then, how do they not bid it down all the way to nothing? A reverse auction. It's an auction, but the price comes down after a certain time point. So they can start at like a thousand for a couple minutes, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, nine fifty. Oh, okay, then it's nine hundred. So they until they, somebody they gets to the, that, yeah, until somebody gets to that sweet price point that they're willing to pull the trigger on. Even comic book shops are feeling it because they're bringing down the prices from the all time highs because they're not getting it. You know, and they're not getting as much. And I think the variant game has slowed down as well. I think it was at a point where every cover A was the cheapest cover of yeah. anything. And everything else was just driving the prices through all the variant covers and all the variant iterations. And everything's a classic cover and everything's an homage to something else. Dude, the, the last collection that we picked up had a bunch of, uh, had a bunch of variants. In it, it had right? more variants than regular covers. But what I want to get to is that just... Doing the research, just going through each of the books, it's amazing how many homages have been done. Like it's so played out. Mm-hmm. Everything has had an homage five times over. Yep. There's nothing sacred about having an homage cover to like your favorite original art because there's thousands out there, and every book has an homage already. Every independent book, especially, has an homage already. So I remember just... seeing back in the day, local comic shops, I'm like, oh, wow, an action one homage. Pick it up, you know, because they were so few and far between. That was just like a nice little treat for the collectors. And now it's even branched off into like video game homage covers where they have it, you know, in landscape instead of portrait. I mean, it's, it's, it's ventured outside of what it is, the comic book realm and got into other collectible Classic covers or, you know, whatever you want to call them. It's a different, it's an update of what happened in the 90s. The 90s was just variant covers. Now it's a variant cover homages. But the difference, again, the difference is that the 90s, Marvel was pumping these out. Today, it's It's the actual LLCs that are actually pumping these out. And that's why you're seeing LLCs file bankruptcy because 
they overreached. LCSs. LCSs, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not sustainable. How many freaking covers can you possibly do? There's already, let's say, a, a comic book releases like once or twice a month. Plus variant covers, and you get like ten. Even these indies, I've never seen so many indies with with variant covers. Dude, because remember the the LCS is paying for the artist to come and do the homage cover. They're paying for the printing of that. Mm-hmm. So now Marvel's completely clean of it because they're not pumping money into this because they learned, they figured yeah. it out, right? They learned their lesson. But now the LCSs are out there doing the thing that Marvel was doing back in the nineties, and little by little, they're starting to unfold. And LCSs are shutting down. Um, what was the big one that shut down the Frankie's. other day? Frankie's Comics. Yeah. And those are the big ones. Those are the big ones that do, that do homage covers and variant covers of the yin yang. Imagine the smaller ones. Yeah. Imagine the smaller ones that do like one or two a year. They're suffering too. It's it's just incredible. But I mean, how much can an artist possibly charge for for an homage covers? Probably better be a good pretty penny. Plus, printing those books isn't cheap. Printing, getting the authorization from Marvel to be able to get the pages beforehand. Also, because they're technically going to get the books beforehand. Oh, yeah. Out. You don't know if it's a big release or anything. And then Lucky are the ones that hit on a book that's a sleeper. Like the first appearance of Black Panther's son, Tosin. But not necessarily, though. Because a lot of people want the original cover for that, not the homage cover for that. No, no, I agree. But what I'm saying is the variant covers could be a no-name book, which has no issue, which it's hard to sell a regular cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I did, even, like, a big first appearances in one of those homage and one of those variant covers mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't draw the the want of people. Look at the, the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Nobody wanted that lenticular one. Yeah. Remember? the Everybody wanted the original cover. That lenticular one, nobody wanted. Everybody wants a Thanos one, yeah? It would sell for, like, 70% off of the off of what the original cover was going for. Because it was a Secret Wars 9? Yeah, something like that. Homage? A 12. It was a Secret Wars 12. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then what do you do with those books once you once you bought them? You, as a you pick them up in collections that me and Paul. And, because know, there, there's really not much of a resale value for those. And some of these people will pay like 20, 30, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And then the resale value has to come in into somebody just has to like that cover. Yeah. You have to be a fan of the character. You have to be a fan of the artist. You have to be a fan of. But the resale value may be a fraction. of what Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean. For us, it makes sense because you buy it in a collection, so like our per book number is very little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for example, you have someone that, how often do, do they even get to buy those at cover price? Oh, you never do, right? So right there, the you're, you're, all, you're already losing out. Unless you really like that 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 art on it, and you don't even know who the artist is, great. But if not, you're never getting that money back. Like, like we have a friend that collects Delato covers. So if you're a Delato fan and we have like five Delato ones in there, then great, you know, go ahead and buy yeah, them. Those are beautiful put, covers. I mean, put them to your collection. If you like, you know, any other artist, if you like, uh, you know, Scotty Pete Momoko, Scotty Young, if you're doing a Scotty Young run, collect your artist. Yeah. But, and those are fine, but those, even those are coming from the OEM, let's say, from yeah. Marvel, from DC, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. But when these shops go out there and hire an artist and print their books and they just start pumping them out on, on whatnot or whatever other application... It gets rough, man. It gets it, it gets rough for them because they're spending a fortune and you're just flooding the market with crap. And let's just call it what it is. You're flooding the market with crap. Yeah. And again, they're gonna keep doing it until people until people stop buying it. Of course. Which which I understand. They're gonna be like, well, it might be, but they're buying it. So until they stop buying it, we're gonna keep doing it. Or they go out of business. Or they go out of business, yeah. I'd say stop buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Which if you're smart, don't go out of business because of it. Yeah. I mean we can continue here for hours doing another deep dive of the market, just everything we've seen. Even with, uh, I've seen Sideshow statues take a hit. 
I've seen Funko Pops take a hit. It's everything that's taking a hit. What have you guys seen out there in the market versus last year versus even six months ago? The whole hype of Spider-Man and everything happened. Like, that's all died down. Mm-hmm. You know, those books were commanding ridiculous numbers. Funko took a hit. Funko took a massive hit. Funko took a hard hit. Sideshow took a hit because I got an email saying, hey, 40% off. When have you ever seen Sideshow offer 40% off retail price? Mm. Especially after stuff that doesn't sell out. Because mm-hmm. I get those emails all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us what you see. Make sure to follow, like, comment, subscribe. And then until next time. Guys, appease the algorithm, guys. Like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all social media. We'll catch you on the next one.